Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Blah, welcome Liam. Oh. It's the one episode without the Dracula in it. Episode one, ah, ah, ah. Episode two, two episodes, ah, ah, ah. Crow, crow, crow. That's the thunder. Oh, I get it. Bat because... sound, bat sound. <laughs> Quickly, what other sounds are there that counts do? That's a bat sound. <laughs> Why is Count Countula Count Dooku Count Dooku? Why is Count Dooku playing baseball? He's a he likes bats. Yeah, I mean, I oh, famously bats. from Twilight, vampires like to play baseball. I mean, that's not wrong. Isn't there a bit where he literally just gets an immediate home run? Johnny Twilight. Him? Yeah. Well, the whole idea is they can only play baseball when it's stormy weather out, and they can. D- they can disguise their super strong vampire home runs as thunder. I see, I see. What the fuck? I did not realise that was a part of that series. And yet, I'm now more interested than ever to read Twilight. This is my, um... Last resort? Sports manga, in which a vampire starts playing baseball, but he can't play it when the sun is out. You've given me a great idea for a JoJo's fanfic, Liam. Great. Excellent. More on that later, I'm sure. Absolutely. Nick, this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast for mm. today. We are recapping and discussing the second episode of Castlevania, available on the Netflix app. Which is not, nor should it be, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and yet and contains yet, something. Isn't it? it has that certain vampiric essence that we all know and love which as we all know vampiric essence is a substance that vampires shoot out of their fingers into jonathan joestar's neck to turn him into one of these vampire thralls Mm -hmm. and of course we all know that jonathan joestar is dead rest in peace rip in peace the only person we ever truly loved you know who else i truly love though who our patrons which today suck up specifically specifically speaking (laughs) i love Bob Billman. Bob Billman. Who, before I was checking if it was Bob Billman or Bill Bobman. Is it Bob Billman or is it Bill Pullman? Or is it Pool Bob Bill Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton? Yeah, these are all actors. Uh, What about Bill Burrs? What about Bob Billman? What about Hannibal Buress? What about Hannibal Lecter? What about... Hannibal Bobman. Hannibal the ancient... Emperor guy or whatever the fuck he was. What about Hannibal the Musical? Oh, what about Cannibal the Musical? Uh, by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Let's build a snowman. What about the other musical they did? The one that's really popular right now. Frozen? Oh, um, the Fro- book of... What the fuck is wrong with you? What? The musical that's really popular The other right musical now. they did. Oh, um, the Book of Mormon. Yeah, the Book of Mormon. You mean the Book of Billman. Bob Billman. The original founder of Mormonism. The Third Testament of the Bible, of the Latter-day Saints, of Jesus Christ. A lot of presence in Salt Lake City. And a Salt Lake we, we have not seen the like of <laughs> since I lost at Evo 2015. <laughs> Bob Billman, thank you. Thank you. For your support. Nick, today we watched the second episode of Castlevania, mm. uh, entitled Necropolis. Liam, do you know what a necropolis is? Oh, it's a, I think the term literally means City of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's often used to refer to uh, a building you would create in Warcraft 3 that would serve (laughs) as the foundation of your undead army. Um, But no, I I think the common common usage refers to, um, you know... Big old graveyards. Big old, like, almost like a structured mass grave, I suppose. Yeah. It's like, I think it's the ones where tombs are in them instead of just... Like, just mass graves. Sure, like the Parisian catacombs, you might call yes, a necropolis. exactly. Uh, but this necropolis, of course, just refers to all the fucking people that died in Grezhiet. Oh. Uh, the IMDb summary for this episode is as follows. Trevor Belmont drifts into the panicked city of Grezhiet, where he learns of an ancient evil and makes a surprising vow. Ooh, surprising. It wasn't that surprising. I mean, it was surprising in the sense that He made it. We all knew he would do something heroic eventually, though. I don't want to call this heroic. He's embarking on a heroic act. He's going to save someone for selfless ends. Well, it's not really selfless, is it? Yeah. It's more like, hey, I want you to get out of here because I want it. 
What? Doesn't he want them to leave? Yeah, so they don't die horribly. Yeah, that's <laughs> He's not, not getting anything out of it. Oh, I guess. It, what about knowing that they won't be dead? Oh, wait, that is selfless. Fuck! Well, um, popular philosophy show, The Good Place, mm. might tell us that if you're getting intrinsic benefits from a good act, then it itself is not a inherently good act. Oh, <sighs> that's what deontology is made for. Deontology? Deontology. Who's Dion? Um, you know, Emmanuel Dion Kant. <laughs> sure. Famous philosopher and egocentric. Wait, what can't he do? Um, he can't make a good moral system. Ah. Mm. More on that later, I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode picks up where we left off last time. Uh, it's 1453. 76. 76. Uh, Trevor Belmont, though we do not yet know that is his, is his name, is in a shitty bar in a shitty goat village. And uh, this goat fucker is there being all like... No, 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 he's not the goat fucker. He's the guy who blinded a goat fucker with thought, a shovel. I thought the goat fucker was like, we're all going to die. I think that was just some random. Oh, okay. All right. Because the goat fucker's blind now, remember? Ah, uh, true. He is blind. Uh, blind as a fucked goat. <laughs> Truly. So this guy. <laughs> this... Leaky Eye Luca. He's there. <laughs> He's like, oh, fucking Belmonts are the ones who are responsible for all the bad stuff that's happening in Wallachia. But the noble houses, oh, can't trust them. They make the wars. They get us poor shits to fight in them. And what are they doing? Sucking up the marrow from the heart of the land. Like ticks. Like fucking leeches on a back of a goat. My goat. Which has mange. <laughs> I'm still bitter about it. And Trevor's like, hey man, I uh, ordered a bevy. Can I Can I get that? I'm starting to sober up. Can't be sober. I'm a wreck. And, I'm uh, Trevor Belmont. And, and this is my catchphrase. And the bartender's like, I want to see some coin from you right now. Otherwise, I'm not giving you this precious sweet fluid. And Trevor's like, oh, I've got to rifle through all my pockets. Got to expose my uh, family crest that I wear on my shirt here. <sighs> and then big fat man is like, oi. Oi, hands off that shiny shirt. <laughs> Is that, is that a coat you're wearing? Is that my coat you're wearing? <laughs> You'll never take my coat, Trevor. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> so he's like, is that the Belmont? What's that on Shit. your chest, he says. And Trevor says, my shirt. Ah, ah funny. That is That's good, a family crest. A Belmont family crest. Oh, I was just talking about how much I dislike the Belmonts. Have you noticed that the pronunciation of Belmont varies a fair bit in yeah, this episode? It's either... This guy's saying Belmont, like it has a French uh, it might soft be, T. It might be Belmont, according mm -hmm. to anyone that you ask. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be Bellman, according the to The man me. of bells. Exactly, exactly. Because he has the holy bells. Hell's bells. Ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> Oh, this episode has a weird energy. This is a weird app. <laughs> it's humid and warm, but not all that warm. And now we're like, ooh, oh boy. We're all just slightly cooked. I'm hungover from a wedding last night. Oh, That's my excuse. Wedding last yeah. night? Oh, yeah, nice. It was a good time. Hmm. Were there any vampires there? No. Because it was a Catholic wedding, so they oh, weren't allowed. That makes for a good wedding. When there's no vampires around, mm. I'm really enjoy Sitting it. there in my cup. It's like, where are all the freaking vampires? <laughs> you don't want to murder vampires at a wedding, do you? Didn't say that. Oh. Didn't say that, You Nick. don't want vampires at a wedding. Anyway, this is a weird digression. I don't like it. Let's okay. keep moving. Oh, you're fucking Belmonts. <laughs> and Trevor's like, he tries to defuse it, saying like, oh, this is just an old shirt that I... I picked up from somewhere. Think yeah. nothing of it. Yeah. This, this isn't my shirt. Uh, and, I'm and, just wearing it. And angry villager very seamlessly exposits about the history of the Belmonts. Uh, I'm making fun of it, but there is a good, lot of good it naturally worked into mm. the, um, the discussion exposition in this episode. The and I would say that is, in fact, good. most of the episode mm. is that. Oh, the Belmonts, they were uh, excommunicated. That's, uh, that's the longest word I'll ever say. <laughs> excommunicated by the church. And uh, they were banished and disowned and their lands were taken away because they were evil. They did black magic, the dark arts. They put on the stone mask. <laughs> and now... They're dead. Dracula's hordes are dealing, dealing doom left and right and centre. And who do we have to blame? The fucking Belmonts. The Belmonts fought vampires. Also, I'm told. Yep. So I'm told, as Trevor Belmont says, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. seamlessly hiding his identity. Yep. Oh, so subtle. Such a great actor, that Trevor Belmont. <laughs> He transitions from like, okay, can I just have one more drink and then I leave to, okay, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. And then they're like, nah, we're going to fucking kill you. So, all right, just take 
take this money. Nothing, nothing worried about. Nothing can possibly go wrong. And they're like, nah, don't need your money here, mate. You can sleep right here, mate. Oh, but you haven't got your shovel, you piece of shit. Yeah, we'll dig you a nice cosy bed. I've brought a mattress. Are you warm enough? Would you want me to tuck you in and tell you a bedtime story? Snuggle up close, pumpkin. rock a bye, baby. <laughs> We've got us a nice little campfire to make. Here's and your a lot of songs. <laughs> Why has he suddenly become a really nice dude? Come on, guys, gather around. Let's make some s'mores. <laughs> make some s'mores. Come by, ah, my lord. Trevor Belmont's like, please, I just want to go. Please, I just... No, you sit by uh, You're part of the fire. community now, Trevor. You've got to do your part. We're going to have a nice, wholesome evening. We're going to tell stories. We're going to sing songs. And then we're going to murder all the fucking Belmonts. No, I really don't want to chop some fucking wood, Belmont. So the guy's like, oh, confess and I'll make your inevitable death quick. Um, and like, what's your name? And Belmont's like, uh, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. Which is actually fucking hilarious. It was fine. I mean, it's fine. That's hilarious. It's like we're in Castlevania, there's Dracula there. And then there's like, Jesus of Nazareth. And you're like, huh, that's funny because vampires, vampire jokes. Jokes about vampires. Famous vampire, Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Of course, if we remember from the... Um, the uh, movie starring Gerard Butler, Dracula 2000. We, of course, know that in the canon of that fiction. Um, Wait, what what was that part of? Was that part of the Dark Universe? No, that was just a standalone movie. That was a so, standalone of course, it movie. did have a sequel in Dracula 3000, which took place in space. Ah, of course, of course. Um, in Dracula 2000, we learn that Dracula, mm-hmm. uh, the very same, uh, is in fact Judas Iscariot, who was cursed by God to become a vampire after betraying Jesus. Mm. Couldn't have gone with Cain or Raziel or any of the other betraying types other than Judas. No. Interesting. Interesting choice. Mm. Mm. Change okay. his name to Dracula. And <laughs> the, now you know the rest of the story. So, you know, people looked at me when I told them I was Judas. Um, so I changed my name. People looked at me very differently. Yeah, this, is, this name is really in right now here in 1476. They call me Dracula. It's like, meanwhile in 2000, why does everyone seem to think I'm a vampire? I'm not, well, I guess technically I am a vampire, but why does everyone look at me like I'm a vampire and tell them I'm Dracula and never before? Trevor's pretty mm. cocksure. He's like, look, I got my sword, I got my whip, you can't touch it. And he gets kicked in the groin real hard. He's like, oh, recurring motif in this series. Groin kicks? Yeah. Yeah. It actually, it, this, it, it kind of becomes a bit of a setup for a joke that's paid off in episode four of season one, if I recall. Is it? Yes. Yeah, so oh. More on that when we get to it. Ooh. So he's like, oh, I'm Trevor Belmont, House of Belmont, Family Belmont. You want to fuck with me? You fuck with my fists. So the general general routine of this um, terrible bar fight is that Trevor is much better at fighting than these guys, mm-hmm. but he's also very drunk and there's like five of them. So he'll like clown on one guy, then immediately someone else will punch him in the face or kick him in the groin. One of them is probably twice as tall as he is and much more muscular. Yeah. And uh, he just literally like one of the scenes is Trevor beats down on a guy's like, yeah, I'm the best. And then immediately gets punched in the head by the really tall guy. Yeah. And then uh, he slams the bartender's head into a table. He's not getting back up for a while. He, uh, and he's like, I'm Trevor fucking Belmont. And I've never lost a fight to a man or a fucking beast. And then someone sweeps the leg. He goes down and then big guy has a chair above him. And Trevor's like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Discreet cutaway to crows flying away. And then Trevor is limping out of the bar. So we can only assume from the fact that he is leaving that he won. Mm. <laughs> but, but he's not in great condition. And he's all like, I hope you all bleed out of your fucking asses." Every last rat bastard. I don't know why he sounds like them too. Yeah. Every last rat bastard one of you. Rat bastard is one of my favourite expressions to, for disdain for someone. Why is it like, rat bastard? Like that. Well, if we think about the literal meanings of these words, hmm. a um, bastard coming someone from born out of wedlock, so mm. a sort of unholy child by the uh, the values of mm. the day, and then rats are also quite disagreeable. <laughs> <laughs> they have many features that I find distasteful, mm. like being part of the plague and famine. So one might say, if one had had a particular vexing encounter with someone, you might say, "Oh, that little Timmy Tuscaninny, he's such a rat bastard." Timmy Tuscanini. Little Timmy Tuscanini. What did Timmy do to you? 
Oh, well, he is, of course, one of the NPC opponents in the Neopets cheat card game. Oh. And he's a real rat bastard. That little rat fucking bastard. <laughs> I bet he's a Belmont. No good came from a Belmont. He's also a sort of seal person. Hmm. If he's a rat bastard, that's even weirder. Trevor limps away and vomits, and then he sleeps in the, uh... The calm forest near Greshit. Yeah. So we get the subtitle, Goblins Screeching. <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, they could be goblins, Liam. I wouldn't describe them as goblins so much. They're, um, they're the same sort of, like, demony bat creatures we saw last episode. Mm. Uh, they do remind me of the, um... Not the... Mm. So, you know when you're in Anor Londo in Dark Souls? Oh, the big bat not demon the, yeah, things? Yeah, not the gargoyles like you fight in the cathedral roof, yeah. but yeah, the, yeah. Um, like the flesh-coloured other gargoyle things. That you hitch a ride on. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me of those a bit. Yes. Yes. It, it's kind of redundant to say, because I'm sure they're all pulling from the same sort of, like... Uh, Berserk. Okay. <laughs> I'll bet there's a 90% chance that when they made the art for Dark Souls, they went, that dude from Berserk is really cool. Let's take the monsters from Berserk. Okay, but I was gonna, I was gonna tra- trace the um, the lineage back even further oh. to like the um, you know, the old like gothic art and, and architecture oh. that surely inspired Berserk, Berserk, <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part One, Phantom Blood, Dark Souls, Dracula, three thousand, uh, Castlevania, <laughs> Event Horizon. <laughs> Oh, what else is there? What other dark gothic fiction is there? But basically... Who built the spaceship in Event Horizon and was like, this is a normal spaceship? It makes perfect sense from a spaceship perspective. You've got your bridge at the front so you can see what's ahead of you in space. Here's the rotating corridor of spikes. And it's just, it's long, so it takes a while to get to the engine room. Far away from everyone, safe if it explodes. And then you've got the um, portal to hell on the other side. The doom mirror. Yeah, and then it's all good. It freezes anyone that touches it. You don't need eyes. It's perfectly safe. Perfectly safe. It's a good ship. So some goblins are screeching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trevor, like, crests the hill over the town. He's like, oh, yep, there's some goblins. They're screeching. Mm -hmm. They just sort of, like, clamber away. Clearly gargoyles, but, you know, (laughs) you know. We hear some, like, stock women screaming. Oh! We, um, we actually talked about one of the screams that we hear in this episode uh, on my other podcast recently because they used that same scream in the Nancy Drew show. Oh, I see. Uh, it's, like, woman screaming outdoors number three or something like that. <laughs> How long has it been a scream for? Oh, I can't remember the exact details, but I think it was probably the 1940s. Okay. And it was just so good that people were like, well, we have to use that's that. That's a reliable scream. That's good. That's good. That evokes the exact emotion we want to evoke. Mm-hmm. But now because we've heard it so often, we're like, that's a generic scream. And we're seeing like um, a woman waking up in bed next to her husband and his throat's been torn out. <gasps> we assume we assume <laughs> but... she's his wife. But but what if this unveiled some juicy drama in Gretchen's? <laughs> This was the very same murderer who thought, wait, I didn't mean to rip out his whole throat. Oh, no. Wait, what are you driving at? I'm driving at maybe there's some weird shit going on in Gresham. Oh, I'm driving at maybe she was having an affair. Oh, I'm also driving at that. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, we see a big bloody baby cot. Yep, cot, that's the word. Yep. Later on, we also see uh, in the marketplace just like intestines strung around like bunting mm, like piked heads so you've gotta you gotta give the goblins credit they're having fun with it at least <laughs> do you recommend dracula gave the order he um he had other plans as well beforehand where it's like now look i get that you guys just want to kill but if you can put a little flair in have, it have some fun with it you know no rules just right you so know they're really not doing enough brings them back in guys I'm going to be honest, you're not pulling your flair. Guys, I'm not really feeling that spontaneous energy from your um, your murderous rampages, so I've, I've brought in this improv coach to give you some lessons on yes-anding one another in your slaughter. Hi guys, it's me, Sarah from Disney, okay? Where we try to evoke pure fear in our enemies, you know what we do? Remember that money can be made. What do you want to do with all the money you're going to make from all those intestines that are going out? All the hell? Oh, good answer, Clive. Now look... Don't try to think of it as murder. Think of it as killing with style. (laughs) Don't think of it as a show. Think of it as a musical. Think of it as an interactive experience. Think of it as VR. The next step in murder. It's 1476 and I'm sponsored by Oculus Rift. (laughs) Could you imagine if 
there is someone back in the day, in like real life back in the day, who had to go, right, when we put fear into our enemies, this is what we do. Like some kind of war tactician master. But he was super eager about it. Yeah, like some Sun Tzu shit. Exactly. Like Sun Tzu's like, okay, when you want to put fear in Hey them, guys, like, I'm Sun Tzu. Thanks for coming to my conference. Excuse me, What what is the art of war? Well... People really focus on the war part of the art of war, <laughs> but I'm here to tell you not to neglect the art of it. I have a question regarding the art. It's it's very strange that you have such a Cockney accent given that we're like 10th century Chinese people. I'm actually a prisoner of war, and I have a question regarding the art of being tortured and why it hurts so much. Alright, well if I just get out my thumb screws here, uh -oh. why don't you show me what your torture has been doing to you and I can maybe give you some helpful tips you can pass along to them. Alright, well he stabs it right. Ow, why don't I do it to myself? Yes, more. <laughs> I feed on your pain. And then he sucks up his pain energy and he grows bigger. <laughs> Alright, back to the episode. There we go. We got there. Meanwhile in Greshit. Yep. Trevor's like, well, I gotta get into Greshit because that's the only town for 40 miles mm -hmm. and I'm gonna starve if I don't have some food. Yep. Oh, Greshit. And he sees that they've like piled up like big pieces of furniture in front of the gates. So no one's getting in. Oh, it's bulk rubbish collection time. No one's getting out. <laughs> Nobody ever comes in. Nobody ever comes out. And yet the trucks come and they deliver the chocolate all over the world. If I didn't have the fish, why did I have the bowl? Why? why? Wait, why are you transitioning to The Simpsons? <laughs> because if the... <laughs> Do you still have my teeth? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, if they didn't want things to come in, why did they have the gate? Why did they have the gate, Liam? Why did they have the gate? Trevor needs to find an alternate way to get into the city. Uh, and maybe it's just because I've been playing Bloodborne recently, but it very much reminded me of the bit in the start of the game mm. where you need to get to Cathedral Ward, the headquarters of the Healing Church. Mm. But they have fled Central Yarnum because of the Scourge of the Beast. Ah. So you have to seek an alternate entryway through the sewers. Ah. Yeah. Do you have to fight anything while you're down there? Um, well, it leads you to the farther Gascoigne boss fight once you climb out of there. Yeah, that does feel like something that you would fight, though. <laughs> He's a cool guy. He's an interesting guy. turning into a beast. Yeah. But again, then again, who isn't? He's like the second boss? Well, he's either the first boss or the second boss, depending on if, if you do the optional cleric beast mm. first, who is at the closed gates on the main bridge. Which I clearly do for that sweet XP. Of course. Ooh. Ooh. Gotta get your Bloodborne XP. So, much like Diavolo, he crawls in through the sewers <laughs> and he's like, yes, this is where I belong. He does like a little bit of platforming along the way. Oh yeah, he hops on like a cross-shaped piece of debris. Mm. And uh, he looks inside the sewer exit. Nick was like, this is all very video game. It's very he's, video game. He's gaming. jumping on things. He's like commentating about, oh, I need another entryway. You're like, oh, it's like a oh, Metroidvania. He's commentating. He's like, oh, yep. So if you uh, if you jump on this pillar here, you can get a 10 second skip. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then if you take a bit of damage here, you can pass through the sewers and uh, save time by mm. skipping these boss fights. We don't need the extra ability of like blowing things away yet because we can actually bypass that by going this way. And then we'll never need it ever again in the whole game. I heard an anecdote about a, um, a fun and chill... Uh, Bloodborne speedrunner the other day yeah. who um, he was like doing a really good run making really good time of it and he got up to this boss the one reborn mm -hmm. uh, which uh, just immediately one-shotted him and everyone was like oh and then he was just like well that's Bloodborne baby and just kept going <laughs> <laughs> wait kept going yeah kept going with the speedrun what as in like he was just like oh well, all right, let's finish this game. Yeah. Even though we know that this is gonna not be a good run. I mean, I mean he died once, you know. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, I guess he wasn't ever leveling, was he? I suppose not. Hmm. Why would you level in a speed run? It makes no sense. <laughs> if you just play perfectly, you won't need to level. Exactly. Come on, guys. No, that guy, that big pile of corpses, does have like a nasty right hook if he catches you with it. <laughs> just. That big pile of corpses has a nasty right hook. Well, he does. We live in a golden age of video games. I've often thought recently about how you never know you're in a golden age until it's over. And we're getting towards the end of one, I think. Ah, uh, yep. So, uh, he basically... Sneaks in through the sewers. Yeah, Trevor Beaumont looks in through the sewers, some shit comes flying down. He's like, oh, yeah. fuck. What does he say? He says something like, uh, 
couldn't you at least like let someone know before you empty out your chamber pot? Yeah, pretty much. Like, who's going to let him know, Trevor? No one knows you're there. You're sneaking in. Yeah, seems like a eerily weird thing to do. He's sneaking in. He's like bundled up his big coat around his knees so that doesn't get any sore on it. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He comes out the other side. There's some guards nearby. Never thought I would climb in, climb through a shit pipe in pursuit of breakfast. And then uh, he... So he's sneaking in. Yeah. And there's a guard. Now, and he pulls out a knife. Now he obviously doesn't want to get noticed coming in. But his immediate first thing is, let's yank out a knife and slice this fool. But then he sees he's asleep, so he doesn't. Like, I have to wonder, was he actually just going to murder that guy in pursuit of breakfast? Or was he just going to be like, hey, I've got a knife at your throat, let me in. Morally ambiguous mm. character. Or desperate and hungry. Yeah. He goes to the marketplace, as we say, it's a bit of a... It's a bit untidy. He passes a big corpse pile on the way. Just like guys are hucking corpses over the bridge into the ditch beneath. What I like about this is that you see some world building in that everyone's cleaning up the mess that was left behind. And they're like, not this This fucking shit again. So there's this one guy who is like the MVP of the entirety of Castlevania. It's like the first guy Trevor passes in this sequence. Just some guy sitting on his stoop with a bottle of wine. Like, (laughs) oh, another day in Dracula ravaged Gresham. Gook. Look, 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 look. He's just lying there, like, not doing anything else. Being like, well, I guess they're going to clean up the mess and I'll be here to witness it. (laughs) Ah, well. No dialogue. Literally not even a character. Mm -hmm. But man, that guy. He got a respect that he knows what he's about. He knows what he's about and he knows what to do. One coin for a bit of dried goat. I'll take that. Which, by the way, good reference. So you just kept saying good reference over and over again while we're watching this scene. Tell me. I believe in Castlevania 2, you can buy a bit of dried goat for one coin. It's a pretty good reference. I'm not pulling anything up. I, I assure you, it's true. Bit of dried goat song. Download Castlevania parentheses music from geosavon.com. What the fuck? We all know the famous dried goat song, of course. I've got a bit of dried goat in me um, pocket. <laughs> That's a very... You know Limmy, the the Scottish comedian slash TV guy? No. He's very weird. Very strange humour. Sounds like something he would do where he's like, I've got a bit of dry goat in my pocket. I've got a bit of dry goat in my pocket. That's it. That's that's the song. And that'd be it. That'd be the whole sketch. So you want to put like a nice backing track beneath that and we can release that? (laughs) Not going to lie, Liam. I could make a bit of dried goat song. So he's chatting to the goat saleswoman. And she's all like, hey, you want some goat? You want to see some people? Ah, there's a tribe of speakers in the city, and once we've done what needs doing, the demons will leave us alone. Is there a defence effort going on right now? Nah, there's a tribe of speakers in the city, and once we've done what's doing, the the demons will leave us alone. I see. It's like an NPC, she just says the same thing over (laughs) and over again. Alright, well, have your coin and I'm off. And then there's a brief sequence of Trevor chewing the goat and chewing the fat with the villagers. Oh, <laughs> that's a good reference. So Not they- a reference! <laughs> Not a reference. Oh, it's a reference to the bit in Castlevania 2 where you can chew some dried goat. And chew the fat with, with the, the local villagers. Who will lie to you. Do they lie to you? I believe, and I don't know if it's... I, I, I'm recalling this half from memory. Mm-hmm. So I believe that uh, the idea with the villagers in Castlevania 2... Was they meant to give you hints about the location of Dracula's corpse? Mm-hmm. But I also think maybe something went wrong with the translation, so they all just lie to you <laughs> instead of just some of them. Amazing, incredible. So he learns that uh, there's the legend of the sleeping soldier, mm-hmm. Go a, on. a hero from hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. who even now sleeps under the catacombs of Gresham until he's needed again, much like our uh, King Arthur. Pendragon uh, sleeps in England until he is one day needed again. Hmm. Or um, Sleeping Beauty, who sleeps in her coffin until... Her coffin? Yeah, it's a coffin, isn't it? That's Snow White. Sorry. Snow White, who sleeps in her Bacta tank until she's needed again. Uh, like Luke Skywalker, mm. who sleeps on Krypton until he's needed again. <laughs> oh, or got... like Batman, who sleeps through the, the play his parents were watching until he's needed again. I was going to say, he sleeps in angsty, just terrible sadness. When does Batman sleep? Because he's Bruce Wayneing it up all day yeah. and Batmaning it all night. I'm pretty sure there's a bit in, it's either one of the comics or one of the games where 
he just goes something like a week without sleeping. And Alfred's like, oh, that might be part of the no man's land storyline in the comics Ooh. in which an earthquake rocks Gotham and also releases a heap of super criminals from both Blackgate Prison and Arkham Asylum and culminates in Bane breaking the bat. <gasps> the Batman's back. Broken. Um, the Harley Quinn show, uh, the ca- cartoon the cartoon comic show, um, yeah. <laughs> available now on all participating televisions, uh-huh. uh, has a rough first episode, but all in all is a very good cartoon, I would say. I is would this... say it's DC-flavoured Venture Brothers. Is this the one with, like, Poison Ivy being like, hey guys, um, just saying, you can put any recycling in the recycling bin. The whole waste thing is a myth. You don't have to clean it. You Not just... really what she said, but yes, it is yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy, and she's very good. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is because they are so mean to Bane in that show. <laughs> he's just like this pathetic loser who everyone hates. Yeah, well, he's just a big muscle guy. He's like, um, he's like Simon. I mean, the Joker is just some clown. Yes... I guess. <laughs> That's true. But Bane is literally a luchador who takes drugs. That's not very cool of him, is it? Ah, uh, say no to drugs. Yeah, Bane's there be like, say yes to drugs, get strong. And everyone else is like, no, say, you keep mutating every no, time you take the drug. Bane is like, say no to drugs. I'll take all the drugs and get super strong. <laughs> so anyway, Trevor Belmont's all like, hey guys, what else do you know about Greshit and these sleeping soldiers i heard that the sleepers made the sleeping soldier sorry the speakers made the sleeping soldier ill why would they do that no fuckers i gotta get to the bottom of this you there what else have they said about speakers and sleeping soldiers the church will sort it all out they want everything all be in order and if they kill everyone else then the church and the demons will leave us alone isn't that fascism Pretty much, yeah. But we're sort of in a pre-fascist society because, of course, I think the first popular fascist movement of our time was uh, Mussolini's in Italy in uh, 1930-something. I love that that went less from I'm in character to more like, I'm Liam, and I'm going to tell you that the first thing I think is true... Man, fascism is a bit shit, isn't it? I think we can all agree fascism is no good. Controversial opinion, maybe, but I'm taking a bold stance. Don't really care for fascism. Oh. That is bold. Why would Thank you, say, you, I'm very brave. Why would you say something so controversial and yet so brave? I'm just like a real martyr, you know? Like, I'm happy... <laughs> You're a martyr? Yeah, I'm going to sna- nail myself to the cross of not liking fascism very much. Of course, we all know Jesus famously nailed himself to a cross. Are you going to nail yourself to a cross to just... Yeah, I just said that. No, no, no. In order... Like, in real life, you're going to nail yourself to a cross and be like, Guys, this is because fascism's bad, okay? I'm the only one saying it. Nick is um half-miming, na- half-hearted nailing motions. I don't know how you would do it either. That's the, thing. the hard part is getting the second... I really don't like thinking about the process of crucifixion. The, the feet- hard part is getting the second hand on. The feet, fine. The hands, bit of a bit of a struggle I there. I think that's in a joke in the first episode of The Young Ones, where um, Rick decides to crucify himself, but he can't <laughs> do the second hand. <laughs> Although I think he's just tying himself up from oh, the nails. Okay. So so he's walking through town and he has a bit of a um, Joseph Joestar at the start of uh, Joker's Bizarre two. Adventure Part 2 Battle Tendency, hmm. uh, where these... Um, Big ruffian priests. Oh, I hate it when ruffian priests accost these me. Fucking asshole Christian priests. They're accosting um, a man in a purple robe, which we come to realise is the uniform of the speaker tribe. And they're all like, all right, old man, we warned you, didn't we? We told you to get out of town by sundown. And look, it's fucking sun up. What's up with that? Trevor Belmont's all like, just walk away. Just walk away. You don't Saying have to get to involved. You don't don't have be a to, hero, Trevor. You don't have just to do Just keep it. being a wandering loser drunk. You, you like this life. You're wearing the Belmont shirt. No one has to know that you're wearing it. Trevor, well. does the Belmont crest mean nothing to you? Yep. Yep, that's right. Yep, it that's, does. That's exactly, I don't care. I'm yep. not going to get involved. Literally no reason to keep <laughs> it on. The priests are just like, old man, this is where you die, pulls out. You speakers are tainted. You attract evil. And the guy is like, will killing an old man make you less scared of the dark? Good line. Love that. Love it. And And then he's all like, nah, but but it might make me feel better. I don't know, mate, but it's your round. (laughs) (laughs) And he raises up like a big cross stave 
thingy to cave in his head with. Fun music begins playing of da 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 da, and as he beats down this old man, I do feel better. Trevor channels Belmont energy through his bit of goat to fire the cork off at the guy. (gasps) He doesn't beat down on the old man. He um he whips the guy um he's so hard. That he basically tries to aim for his little stave Or thing. so he says, but was he just making excuses? Oh. Because sober Trevor is quite precise with a whip. Yes. Um, so he whips he his finger off. Whips his finger off and the stave away from his hand. Mm-hmm. The Christian priest is all like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Trevor's like, how's your finger? And the guy's like, what finger? <laughs> He's all like, whoops, sorry, I was aiming for the stave. Didn't mean to take off your finger. <laughs> Didn't I? Ain't I a stinker? Yes, I haven't showered in some time. I don't know showers <laughs> exist yet. I haven't bathed yet in some time. Um, the other priest is just there gobsmacked. Everyone hates Dracula because they covet his castle for its internal plumbing, which he doesn't even need because he's a vampire. Do vampires not need plumbing? I mean, I assume if you don't need to eat, you don't need to shit. What about showers? Mmm. Mm. He's probably got like Medusa heads that vomit water out of their mouths or something. Why do you think it's water and not just clear blood? Blood of the earth. Water. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> Trevor's all like, <laughs> I, uh, I noticed you've got an old man there. Maybe you should fuck off and leave the old man alone. And one of the, the Christian priest guys all like, hey, other Christian priest guy, fuck him up. He pulls out his secret priest knife. His secret priest va- thief knife. Vaguely cross-shaped. And Trevor is like, unusual for a priest to be carrying such a weapon. That's a thieves knife if ever I've seen one. And uh, the... Other priest runs up with his knife and is all like, I'm gonna stab you. Trevor's like, I'm out of practice, but I'm sober now. So, like, the guy can't touch him. Trevor is just just toying. He's doing, like, minor movements to just, like, effortlessly dodge him. And then he, um, what? First, he, like, wraps his hand in the whip and spins him around. And then when he's done spinning him around, the guy looks down and the whip is around his ankle. And Trevor, like, flips him with it. Oh, so good. And then then the guy stands up, comes up and a bit more dodging. And then Trevor's like, all right, I'm just going to whip you in the face and take your eye out. Uh, so he does. And uh, his eye splatters against the wall mm-hmm. and he starts screaming. He's like, fuck. And Trevor's all like, whoops. Guess he didn't see that one if coming. If I were the priest, I would just catch the whip in my eyelid and <laughs> then reel Trevor in. You're the real neckbeard of this situation here. <laughs> it's like, if I had a whip coming towards me, it wouldn't matter. I wouldn't have a whip coming towards me. I'd already have escaped using my swift legs. I would have already killed him with my thieves knife. Yeah, but okay. Question. What if he's too good for you? No, you don't understand. I'm incredibly skilled with the blade. <laughs> While while he was studying the Bible, I was studying the blade. (laughs) So Trevor's all like, all right, you two, fuck off. Come on. Take him back to your church and don't bother this man or his people again. They, uh... They take his word. They run away crying. (laughs) One finger and one eye less than before. I mean, they got off better than those two cops. Worse than those two cops did, I suppose. The two cops. In In Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. True. They had, like, a crushed finger, uh... And a smashed face because of the bottle cap. Mm. Mm. Broken mm. nose. Yep. Yep. So broken nose and crushed Nothing finger. Nothing that won't heal up in some way. True. True. Although if they can grow a new finger, that's pretty good. That's true. Yeah. We don't know that they can't do that. Yeah, they are Christian priests and who knows what they're capable of in this universe. Your violence was not necessary, sir. But it is appreciated, says the old man. I like this old man speaker character because contrast with like the young idealistic one we meet in a scene's time or so, mm. he like this guy has the values of the, the peaceful speaker tribe, but he's also very pragmatic about how the world actually works. He's not black and white. He's very like, just calm down, all right? Mm. The world's going to keep turning. We just got to lean into what we want to do. So he's the elder of, I think Trevor said, it's, so it's C-O-D-R-I-I, I think he said Codriai? Codria. Yeah. Mm. Speakers. Uh, which we, we gather from the next couple of scenes that they're a sort of nomadic clan of uh, wizards. Of, of wandering <laughs> storytellers and historians. They have a, an oral tradition. They do not write things down and the, the, they really do not like to write things down. Yes, Trevor, Trevor tells an anecdote next scene about how his dad got into a fight with the speaker and the young guy says, speakers do not get into fights. Uh, and he's like, well, my dad wanted to write down their stories. And the old man is like, ha ha, yes, we do not care for paper. <laughs> for, yeah. for history is living and paper is dead. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, so we wanted him to write it down. We do not write things on paper. Yeah, we would kill you if you tried to make us write things down on paper. <laughs> 
It's not even a question. <laughs> Do you want us to write things down on paper? I mean, I wouldn't mind it coming, you little shit. Yeah, so the guy takes Trevor back to, like, the watercolour hut they live in. <laughs> the watercolour yeah, hut. Yeah, it looks like a watercolour painting or something. He's <laughs> uh, like, there are 11 of us, though I insist we be counted as 12 for the one of us who is missing. <gasps> uh, oh, drama. What could that mean? I mean, it means we learn immediately what it means. So, in the very next scene, they start expositing about. But I um, compared to everyone else who mm. just like sounds fake British, mm. uh, these guys all have sort of Eastern European accents. Yes, yes, uh, which is good. Yeah, but consistent. I mean, it does kind of stand out. Against the fact that no one else in Wallachia in 1476 does. Well, they're wandering nomads, you know. Of mm. course they'd have their own accent. They wander from place to place. They come from a place of... Well, they don't come from anywhere, really. I wonder if they, they're, are they equivalent to like a sort of Romani tribe? Or are they just their own thing? I think they're probably like... Maybe Because it seems, that, a, seems but... a bit like they're an ethnic group, too. Yeah, yeah I suspect so. Mm. They have their own cultures. They have their own traditions. It's what they are. It's who they be. Ah. Yeah. That's right, Nick knows about anthropology. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this young this young speaker man, uh, he's like, oh, how dare you use violence on those men to save the lives of, of our elder? And Trevor's like, I don't give a fuck, I do what I want. The old guy's like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it so much, young one. Trevor tells us just explicitly, and I've like, been dropping like some plentily, like, sufficient hints about what speakers are but Trevor just like lays it all out now he's like oh my family has always long been on good terms with the speakers apart from that time my dad got into a big fight with one of them <laughs> but I know that they're nomadic tribes and they are uh, they they're being blamed by the, lo the local authorities for the Dracula attacks and the, the elder is like um yes but we know that the church is just making us a scapegoat a bit of dried scapegoat if you will to ah. to uh divert from the fact that we know that we had speakers in Targovisht a year ago and we saw them murder Dracula's wife. Oh. And Trevor's all like, oh, no. fuck's sake. Is that what this is all about? <laughs> I know that speakers uh, tell a living history, but also that they have hidden wisdom, hidden wisdom. Hidden wisdom and can do magic spells. <laughs> they do sick fire shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also sick ice shit. We'll see more of that later. Ooh, Season boy. 2 has some great ice magic. Oh, mm, I could really go for some great ice magic right now. Oh my god. Why did you say that? I remember ice magic now. Do you reckon... Does it exist overseas? I don't know. Listener, do you have a um, an ice cream topping that once applied to ice cream hardens as if by magic? That is called ice magic maybe? Or maybe another name, if not that. It's like Insta a chocolate or caramel sauce, and then it becomes a shell. Yeah, you can get it in many flavours, including vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. Why, those are the flavours of Neapolitan ice cream. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> you make Neapolitan ice cream out of the liquid. And then you put one of each of the different ice magics on the different ice creams. Oh. But you can't put the... <laughs> you can't put the vanilla on the... On the chocolate, you can't put the chocolate on the strawberry, and you can't put the strawberry on the vanilla, or the fox will eat the hen, and the hen will eat the bag of grain. But then how am I meant to transport the vanilla to the chocolate? <laughs> so anyway, the speakers are all like, yeah, look, we've got a missing person here, it's really shit. The missing person went to go find the sleeping soldier under the city. <gasps> that was that myth that people were talking about above ground. Yes, it is an old myth here, a local legend if you will, but we're speakers and we know that sometimes stories come from the future. <laughs> That's a hell of a thing to just draw. Oh, Death man. is not absolute and sometimes stories can be told from the future. I mean, did they say that? He did, he said... I, I wrote it down verbatim. He said, dying is not absolute and it's possible to hear stories from the future. He's talking about prophecy, essentially. Right, okay. That favourite thing of yours. I mean, I don't mind it in this instance because it's not like a fate of the world thing. It's mm. just like a clue to a thing you can find, you know? I guess so, yeah, okay. It's a bit like a, oh, yeah, by the way, that sleeping soldier thing might actually be real. It's like, oh, so what good is it? I don't fucking know. All now, if it, said, guy. if it said, the sleeping soldier will emerge and will defeat Dracula mm. and is destined to do so and it will definitely happen, then, then, I, then I'd have a problem. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, okay, well, you guys should get out of the city. I'm going to go get some food, get some bev, eat some food, drink some bev, then just watch some people die horribly. Hmm. <laughs> It's good. It's a good time. And you should do the same thing. We cannot, for it is the Elder's great... He's, he's... I wonder... I'm, I'm just spinning up a bit of a theory here. Yeah. I wonder if this young man 
has the same voice actor as Dub Caesar Zeppeli because I I detect a similar affectation in them. Interesting. Well, I know that the old speaker has the same voice actor as the head Goa'uld guy who was really old in Stargate SG-1. Ah, Teal'c. No, not Teal'c. I can't remember his name, though. Okay. That he's basically the old Goa'uld who's like, yes, we are going to be liberated. It's going to be real cool and shit. I never really watched Stargate. SG-1? Any. Liam. I've seen the movie where they go to space Egypt and fight space Anubis. Uh, yep, that's Stargate. Mm-hmm. The movie. Did it have, um, what's his name? From Escape from New York. Snake Plissken. Yeah. What's it? What's his goddamn name? I don't know. Uh, oh god. Something. Kurt Russell. Ah. Did it have Kurt Russell in it? Probably. Ooh. Before I knew who Kurt Russell was, I saw it. Oh, that's a shame. That's a genuine shame. Ooh, it's not coming up positive for you, Liam. Well, I'm wrong. End of story. <laughs> but he does voice, the voice of Caesar, does voice Silver the Hedgehog in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. He's the voice of Caesar? I mean, Silver? Yeah. Caesar Silver? Caesar Silver. He's like, um, it's no use, Jojo. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, it's the elder's grandchild. <gasps> the elder's grandchild? Okay, if I go get your grandchild's body, well, then will you get out of town? Fine. I guess we will. Oh, maybe. but good lines, good dialogue about. Um, let me see where it is. Basically, they hey. w- they they feel it is their duty to stay here and try to do good because all the doctors are dead and there's no governing authority looking after people. And uh, so Trevor's all like, "Why the fuck are you staying here? Don't stay these here." These people deserve to die. They're they're horrible. But but it was the church who did the the wrong and not the small folk who are suffering for it. And uh, Trevor says, "Good line." For evil bastards to win power, all ordinary people have to do is stand aside and keep quiet. Which, per IMDb trivia, echoes the sentiments expressed by Alucard at the end of Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, when he recites the famous quote attributed to Edmund Burke, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Mm. Which is, as we all know... I think it was Alucard who first said that. (laughs) Son of Dracula. I think it was Dracula himself that said, What is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. Uh, But enough of this. Have at you. (laughs) Truly legendary words. (laughs) Uh, And he's like, oh, by the way, also the the villagers are all planning to come and murder you. So watch out for that. There's going to be a pogrom happening soon. Why would you tell us this? I know what it is like to be persecuted by your own country for the accident of your birth. Good turn of phrase. Mm. So he's like, all right, I'm leaving now. Going to go find your grandchild. Bites an apple chunk. And he's like, Trevor, it is not dying that frightens us. It is living without having done our best. And Trevor's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to do my best. So. I don't care about your life. This is other than your literal life. This, this, I remember when I watched this, it was weird. It hit home weirdly because I was at uni just being like, Man, this really is every sentiment of every uni student ever, isn't it? <laughs> Where you're just like, you need to do your best at uni. Meanwhile, every single uni student, including me, is like, I, I don't care. Give, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this. So Trevor is fronting about being cool and aloof, but he doesn't want these people to die horribly. He, uh, so he's embarking on a heroic quest. So he takes the apple away from one of the poor uh, speakers who was about to bite into it. Was an apple a healing item in Castlevania video game? Because I know the turkey was the big one, the wall turkey. Oh, I don't know if the apple was. Okay, I, I thought don't know. an apple might have been a small one. Hmm, it might have been. I don't know, inconclusive. Uh, he opens the door, shuts the door behind him and goes, fuck. And then just oh, begins fuck walking. me and my fucking heroic nature. I'm just such a fucking good person. <sighs> Gotta go be the hero of this TV show. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll get to whip some more people's eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Oh. That's right. We leave on a bit of a non-hang, the cliff hang thing. Yeah, I was really surprised when this episode ended, ended when it did. Because like, you were like, wow, that was short. Yeah, but more happened than I, than I remembered at the time. Well, I remember there was like... It's laying a lot of groundwork. Yeah, it lays a lot of groundwork, but there is really no like movement towards the next thing. It just I mean, sort of he, he arrives at Greshit. He No, he arrives at Greshit. He goes he speaks accepts, to dudes. He accepts the quest. But then the end crucial is crucial step just, in the hero's journey. But the end is then him opening a door, shutting it and going, hmm. And then walking... And then we end. And we'll never know if he decided to leave town or not. Nick, what were our highlights and lowlights for Necropolis? This might sound really weird, but my highlight is going to have to be the bit of dried goat. Because it is genuinely a reference to Castlevania. 
I and it just care. pleases me. It just pleases me so much that they were like, oh, chuck in that reference there. And it's so small, but so like well-placed. Okay. Yeah. What was your highlight, Liam? I like the bit where Trevor caught the stave and whipped that guy's finger off. <laughs> bit more excessive than mine. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. No, there was genuinely some good turns of phrase in this episode that uh, I think I highlighted all of them in the recap. So mm. I'm going to give my highlight to the conversational banter between Trevor and the speaker elder. Mm. It's good shit, isn't it? Yeah. All the dialogue in this show is really good. Well, it's an interesting comparison given that I think this was scripted in English first compared to, say, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is... Japanese, obviously. Yeah, obviously. and then translated or, or subtitled. Mm. So it's interesting to compare, like, how conducive that is to including good English turns of phrase. <laughs> and, like, good puns mm. that in Japan would probably not work. A good pun, like a bit of dried goat. <laughs> You mean a bit of dried scapegoat. Oh, yeah. I already said that. Costs one bit of scape coin. <laughs> nice. What's your low light though, Liam? My low light? Because um, I know what mine is. What's your low light? The ending. Okay, I think mine is the bit where a heap of shit goes through the sewer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were watching it like, ugh. Gross. No, the ending is just sort of like, it just it just ends. It just, it just does. And I think this is symptomatic of last week you were saying that this was originally meant to be a movie. Yeah. Or was scripted as you a movie. You kind of see the seams in this season yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, and you're like, well, that just sort of fucking ended there. Mm-hmm. All right, sure. Whatever. I mean, it's either a symptom of it formally being a movie or just like Netflix being like, everyone's going to binge this. Who gives a shit? True. And boy, did we. <laughs> Except right now where we're definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. This might be the slowest anyone has ever watched Castlevania Season (laughs) 1. And are we setting a new world record for the amount of time it takes to watch Castlevania Season 1? Yep, of course we have our Guinness representative in the corner for every recording session. Ah, yes. Hello, Michael. Oh, Michael Guinness. Or James Michael. (gasps) Michael James. Not important. Oh. Alright. Yep. That's a podcast, baby. (laughs) If you have enjoyed this, you can support us. On Patreon.com. Nick, what is your fan fiction idea? Patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Um, it is... Ooh, okay, so we were saying... Did, did we agree that we're going to give one fanfic idea every week? No. Okay, good. So my fanfic idea for this week is... Dio and crew play football. Is this Dio's part three crew? Correct. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I look forward to seeing how that pans out. Very sexily, I would imagine. Uh, and very buffly. Yes. But just imagine, like, Dio playing soccer as a vampire. Well, of course we saw him playing rugby as a mortal. Exactly. We have some idea of his athletic prowess. Mm. Did basketball exist back in... I don't know. Maybe it should be Dio plays basketball. Because that was all the thing in the 80s and 90s, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Or maybe he should play baseball because he's a vampire. (laughs) No, he can't play baseball. Or cricket because he's English. Ooh. Dio teaches cricket to plebs. He did it! He hit her for six. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Give him the what for, Dio. The trouble I'd get into if I was as brave as him. Why, he hit that cricket ball right out the stumps. (gasps) Oh, no. He can't possibly hit it for six. He did. Now I'll drive my thumb into his eye as I hit the cricket bat. He's like running past. You know where they both run at each other? Yeah. He runs at him and then jams his eye into his friend. He's like, why would you do that? What? Into Jojo. Yes, exactly. So jo- wait, so Jojo and Dio are on the same team, but he's jamming his thumb in his eye as they're doing runs? Yes, maybe. Jojo, you didn't complete the run. So foolish of you. Look, everyone, look how foolish Jojo is. And Jojo is like rolling around, clutching his eye in pain. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a fun life they had growing up in, in Liverpool Witches. or whatever it was. Oh, good times. All right, bye. See you, everyone. To be continued. Arrivederci.